Đâu? Talking now? Talking to Talk about now? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, all four of them plugged in. What am I doing wrong here? I don't know, but we're live. We're trying to figure out some technical difficulties. Uh, can you hear me? Alex, Chris? Yeah, I can hear Adam. I can hear Adam. I can hear Chris. Chris speak. How about now? Nope. I, I heard him. He's just very quiet. Can you turn the mm-hmm. mic? Am I turning up all the things? Yeah. No, I meant on the little box in place. I mean, you're a little low, but how about now? Go up. Which it doesn't matter because you can't hear me. I'm, he- I'm hearing you, Chris. Through yeah. the headphones. You're hearing me. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, anyways, we are live. It's another episode of Beer, Bacon, and Bros. If you can't hear Chris, Adam, or me, let us know because apparently our board is having some weird issues on starting this episode out. Hey, we can figure it out after this hey. episode, right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out eventually once, once somebody tells us we're not talking, and then we won't recap what we talked about. You, sh- you should have been listening. Um, just kidding. Anyways, we've got a short episode tonight because we've got a special event coming up on Saturday, so we don't want to overload you guys too much in one week. Not, not Saturday, Friday. I always get confused. We're also not doing it on this Friday. It's next Friday. Is it next Friday? It's okay. Next Friday. okay. Oh, I'm saying I'm getting confused. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyways, our episode, I think we're going to start doing like Tuesdays and Thursdays, though. I, that's what I vote for. Maybe. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll, yeah. We'll get that figured out. Okay. Apparently, I'm the only one that wants to do that. The um, beers we've got tonight on tap. The 2nd of October, Steve, not four. We've got Sycamore. We've got – that's going to be the first beer. Yeah, yeah I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, Just because it's not in a koozie. It's going to get hotter. Quicker. Huh? We'll but if this is anything like the last Sycamore we had, I'm expecting good things out of this one. Me too. Sycamore is always good. Me too. Yeah. We've got beer reviews. We've got a weekend of sports to recap. The NFL has had a lot go on. A lot of uh, career, not career, season-ending knee injuries. Possible career. Uh, I've got a a good theory on that, and I've got a good hot topic I'm going to throw out there about a possible trade that's going to happen. What do you guys got? What do You you got any little secrets that you want to bring up? Uh, we got something that's going to interest people. You and I were talking about it. Um, at the wedding this past weekend. That, I, got, uh, I have a uh, answer the internet question that I saw uh-huh. online that I thought was I posed the question to uh, the family on Saturday at brunch and I, I got some interesting responses so I kind of want to hear what y'all's responses see what y'all kind of take it so but let's go ahead Chris what we got for the first beer where we at what we got uh, we got Sycamore Pumpkin Latte Blonde. This is uh, uh, Cali chose this one, right? Y'all were told. Yeah, you might want to take the first sip on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's five point eight alcohol by volume. 5.8. Yep, five point eight. I have got a beer. I'll I'll say I've got a beer that'll blow the ABV off your socks. We're and then it's from uh, Sycamore, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. We've done one Sycamore beer before. It was the sugar, six, sugar cookies, right? Or Christmas cookie. Christmas, Christmas cookie. cookie. You can find it on uh, our episode Christmas in July. I think it's, what, it's Christmas in June, Christmas in July. Which Something one, like that. One of the two. So it was a couple months Ooh. ago. It was a uh, it was the highest rated beer on the podcast all time across the board. So oh, yeah, still it's still, still to this day still my favorite beer that we that I've done on the show. Yeah, so 
Uh, Steve, no, it's it's that Friday, October second, from seven to nine. It, it is that October. Well, you said you're on time, um, but it is it is October second, seven to nine. But There's a good joke on this. The sycamore can we're looking at. It's a, it's a tall boy can. It's got the orange color, pumpkins, coffee, little latte cups, marshmallows on fires. But there's a little joke they threw they threw on here. You ready for it? Yeah, let's hear it. Says, did you know that if you say pumpkin latte blonde three times in a row, a girl in yoga pants will appear to tell you what she loves most about fall? It's also wild to think about that according to this, Sycamore's only been around since 2013. Seven years? Did not know that. Did not know that. That seems like a lot of growth for seven years, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the crap Bruce scene, I feel like, has blown up in the last I mean, 10 at least. Yeah, because we well, 2013 was a perfect time because like it was like the 2015 to like 18 era, I think, was where like everybody tried to get into it. Oh yeah, and then obviously they weed, they've you know thinned out the herd, and now you, you've got the top dogs left, and that's what we're sticking with now. Because what do we talk about? We talk, I mean, Asheville is kind of considered the brew, you know, craft beer brew capital, brew, like brewery capital of the world or whatnot. They have more breweries per, per square capita per capita or whatever. And we talked about Highland Brewing is was the first in Asheville, and that was only 1994. So you're talking about, you know, 26 years. So it would make kind of sense that as Charlotte kind of grew, you had something like Sycamore pop up seven years ago. But 2013, I'm just thinking back. That was the year you graduated high school, Adam. Yeah. That's been seven years. <laughs> it's been a minute. Wow. All right. All right let's break into this pine. Let's do it. So, eight, we are. We've been out of high school eight years now. Yeah. We got doing that. Hey, um, I did get – about six months ago, a Facebook invite to my 10-year high school reunion, and my wife goes, damn, you're old. And I was like, bitch, you one year behind me. Like, what do you mean? She's <laughs> <laughs> 14, right? Yeah, she's a year behind me. But, yeah, I was about to say, are y'all going to y'all's 10 years? I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm cool if it happens, but I'm scared that it won't happen. It won't happen. I'm just, do you know who your uh, class plays? No idea. I've heard of Zan. I've heard of Zan call. Uh, do I about to say? Do you remember who the either class president was or the student body president was? Or because I would also see because ours is ours is our student body, the senior class president, and um, that's Richard Vaughn. He's he's the one that sent all the invites and put the post up. See, I think ours is Joel Smith. Is gonna who? Oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, but I thought y'all might have been Ashley Nettles. Oh, no, I hope so. I hope so. It don't, it don't happen. So Chris, Chris has zero faith in the other people he's mentioned. <laughs> it, Ashley Nettles, he's like, yes, it might happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's but, a couple, I think. I mean, hell, Richard damn said. sent out the invite almost two years early. Like, but, I mean, I guess that's, that's you're, you got to. You want to lose people, you want to people be able to prepare for because well, I mean, got 700 keys and you I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've moved on, we've moved to different states and other just, I don't know. Hey, we might have people like in other continents right now. We I don't even know. The odds are pretty good for 700 something <laughs> students in a class, but I think you guys are going to enjoy this beer a lot. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I want to take first sips because we've had it in the fridge for like two weeks now, and I've yet to try it. Go for it. No, I've, I've gotten a few sips out of it. <laughs> oh man! I will say the name fits it perfectly. Okay. Pumpkin latte blonde. Great little beer. Great fall beer. 
or with it being the first, uh, I would say first day of fall. We've had consistent below 80 degree temperature days here in but South Carolina. This is the literal first day. Yes, of fall. Is, uh, but that don't mean shit down here. <laughs> By the calendar, today is. By the calendar, yes. That is uh that's delicious. It's does not, it does it live up to the hype of like the same like the same like you get the flavor that you're I didn't get yeah, I get the latte out. and yeah. I know I, I get a latte like if you got a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks, it's almost like that. It's a sprinkle of pumpkin spice on a latte. But, but I feel like the I feel like of the three yeah, of the three descriptions, the blonde is the heaviest. There's gonna be more blonde, a little bit of latte, and then a finish or a beginning of pumpkin spice, yeah. I got I got more coffee than I did anything else out of my one sip, but I you can feel the smoothness, the light beer is of the blonde. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sit heavy, it doesn't hit hard. That, yeah, it, this tastes just like if you mix like a blonde with the coffee lager. Had like you're just saying, that that good mix to it. it doesn't sit too heavy, goes down pretty smooth. Like you said, gets the hint of pumpkin there at the end. This is really solid. You too. got the pumpkin yeah. though, right? This is okay. really solid. Let me let me take one more sip. I want to see if I can. Also, I get the, the pumpkins. You've got to kind of look for it. The you got to focus a little bit on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Kind of catches you on the tail end. It's going. Down. Which yeah, I would almost kind of I would almost prefer it to be like if they were to take a sprinkle of pumpkin and like like an actual latte. You know, they just sprinkle a little pumpkin on the top. Yep. I would, I would prefer it that way. I'd rather have the coffee good. blonde. This is going to be unfair. To this beer because of just how good the Christmas cookie is. So like, I don't know, this it's is the good. same company. It's like that's, that's what sucks about it. <laughs> it's like, oh, Sycamore. Well, we we were at, we're, we've been doing like what um Chris been doing. We, me and Cassie are going total wine a lot more now. Um, another side unrelated fact. I'll wait home to later. But we saw this and Callie was like, she got excited and I got excited and I was like, okay, yeah, definitely saving this for the podcast. Like. Let me, this, let me get the thing again. Let yeah, me, go for it, man. Okay, come on, There's three more that. downstairs. Y'all want to? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's it's. I'm it doesn't ahead. disappoint. I think it's one of those. It's one of those good I gave, beers. I gave the Christmas cookie at South. Straight nine, right? Let me look. I'll look it up for you. I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, there. You going close to nine? There's some thought. Close to nine. Not. It's not Blake and nine, but it's close to nine. I feel like we love other breweries, but I feel like Sycamore is kind of pulling away from some of the ratings we've given other beers right now. They've done done really well with the beers. They have been able to can flavors and keep it there. It doesn't lose that flavor profile. Oh no, not at all. And I think they're really great about so far between these two beers, they've been really great about not overpowering you with the flavors either. Oh no, not at all. So is the that perfect like, complement of every I mean, flavor, yeah. yeah. Is that like Chris to trap and find it? Yeah. it not? Yeah, hold on one second here, take this out of my hand. You can you can I just wanted to get one more sip in case Alex is or you were gonna finish it. Christmas. If you if you look at the can, it's the coffee latte and the pumpkin doing all kinds of different like activities. Like there's like they're riding a bicycle together. They wreck the they wreck the bicycle. They do hopscotch. They're doing yeah. We've they're in a lightning storm in this one little drawing. Yeah, we we easily done thirty plus. We might be over forty now. Sycamore back like fifteen beers ago. Alex gave it an eight five. Adam a nine flat. Chris an eight six. This one is an eight eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. 
I had a feeling that was coming. This kind of makes me want to go make the sugar cookie higher. I feel like an 85 was kind of a disgrace. I want to go to Sycamore now. I, I want to make the trip to Charlotte to go to Sycamore. When we went to Sycamore. That's, that's our goal. Somebody somebody get us an event at Sycamore. We will buy your beers. It was Sycamore. Sycamore we were at where we only had that one beer we didn't like, right? Mm. No, that wasn't Charlotte. That was in Charleston. No, no, no. Yeah. It was in Charleston. Was it Westbrook? Westbrook. No. Yes, it was Westbrook. You like the beers at Westbrook. No, not that weird dark beer you had. Oh, yes. yes that one was that bad. weird one, yeah. That one was bad, yeah. Okay, so now, yeah, this is definitely making me plan a road trip to Sycamore. I would, yeah, I would go to Sycamore. Hell, we need to order. we need to go when they're actually producing the sugar cookie on tap. But it's only it's December. December first through December twenty fifth. Is the hey, that's, that's twenty five days to get to Charlotte. December first, we'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you might need to go December first so we can actually get a taste of it. Hour forty five days. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you want to put a score behind it? This sucks. This really, he's right because I, I mean, I feel like the eighth I was a disgrace for the sugar cookie, and I can't make this past the sugar cookie. So I'm gonna go another eight five. Okay, I was about to say yeah, you're it's gotta tie like it. No, I ties. It's ties because those are also two yes. very distinct seasonal beers, yeah. and they do a very good job. Yes, with both of them. Yeah, yeah really good. I, I'll say this: it's a, <laughs> it's a really really great beer, but it's not, in my opinion, it's not as good. It's Christmas cookie, so I gave the Christmas cookie an eight six. I'll give this one an eight five because it's just it's just under there, and yeah, yeah. I'm just that's all I'm gonna say. It's a great, it's an absolutely great beer. It is it is the perfect October beer in South Carolina because it's typically still warm in South Carolina. So this gives you all the flavors that you're looking for on the oh, in, yeah. on the inside oh, yeah. to make you feel good, and yeah. then it's not it's not a heavy I beer. From end of September, we're kind of like where we're at now, this September 20th-ish range, through like December when it's actually good and cold. There's a little bit left. Anybody want some of it? Thanks, Jim. Okay. You always bring Capri Suns. Your brother did too. Well, your brother stole your Capri Suns when he was coming over for the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have something to keep your your whistle wet while while we talk. Yeah, that's what beer's for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Beers don't last that long. Hey, I'm gonna say me and Callie got a case of like the uh the mango cart, melon cart, and the uh pineapple cart. Yeah. And it did not last long at all. Which is not at all. Which is your favorite of the three? Melon. The melon. Yeah. I don't think I've had any of them. I like the I like the pineapple. I'm kind of missing out. Mango cart's definitely a third. And I would say pineapple Ooh. second, and then melon first. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm the I'm the opposite where where melon is my last, mango is my favorite, and then pineapple is my second. But that's yeah, Callie Callie wants to, to inform you that the mango, melon, and pineapple cart variety pack was I quote the shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, it's it's total wine though. Right? Yeah, it's it's not that you can get it at total it's wine seventeen dollars for fifteen. Okay. Yeah, like for craft beer, I mean, you're paying a little bit over a dollar a can, and that's pretty, pretty much Yeah. Yeah. But hey, the uh, the little gas station right when you get on the Shaw Air Force Base. Um, yeah, I'm not they have out to Shaw to go get it. <laughs> right. You might know somebody that works there every almost every day. I might know a guy. You might know a guy. Just throwing it out there. Has a wide variety of stuff. And they have my next beer that I want you guys to try because I've had it before. I'm not doing it at Matt's house. 
It's not a nice house. It is actually it is it is actually stronger than both of those beers. Stronger, stronger, and tastes way better. If it let's put it this way, if it was one percent higher, they they would at a bar they would at a bar they'd have to serve it in the, the small glass. Okay. We're sitting at a 9.5 on this beer. Okay. Okay. That's kind of like and they make it in two different flavors. I'm bringing it. All right. Solid. That'll work. <laughs> so, uh, well, want to take a minute give a shout out to Katie and Stacey Feaster on a beautiful wedding this weekend. Congratulations. Congratulations, y'all. Uh, awesome couple. Awesome people. Really was just an awesome night. Literally party until the power went out. Gas and taste not at all that was north swansea area but the party didn't even stop there because good old jason brought his work truck up that had a generator on the back and just party yeah plugged it up the rest of the wedding continued on and they i think they literally got more wild and stacy and katie said the same thing they the party got more wild as the party as the power went out because everybody knew the words to the songs, and the whole crowd started singing the songs themselves. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, and it just it, it got more intense. It got more intense. And then there was a bonfire in the back that no one found out about somehow, and so we kind of hung out back there towards the end of the party. Yeah. It was nice. It was a little, little peaceful back there. But um, speaking of which, we were talking at the party about this, and it popped up on Twitter the other day, and it just kind of blew my mind. So I, I kept the article, and I'm going to read you the headline, and then we go from there. Nearly two-thirds of young Americans do not know that six million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. Not just Jews. Yeah. Well, it says but six, six million, million people. Yeah. It was really six million people. There was, yeah. aren't, there was all kinds of other people. But, yeah, they just think six million people. They either think it was exaggerated or well, didn't happen at all. Yeah. yeah. And it, that actually, a, what surprised me about that age range, it said it was, I think it went to like 35? 18 to 39. Which would 18, include, 39 years old, man. That would include millennials and Gen the Gen Z's, which technically we are part of Gen Z. No, we no we're millennials. We're millennials, but what the people in the media call millennials is the people that actually, it's the generation after us. It's a different generation. It's just misidentified. Because what they considered as millennials were like 85 to like 94. Is what they no, that's what that is. What's truly millennials? Yes. But what like the, what, they, what everybody makes jokes about millennials about is actually like ninety five, like the two thousands. Yeah, like two thousand babies. Yeah, two thousand literally baby born at the change of the millennium. Yeah, those are technically the millennium, the millennials that people make fun of. So like Alex said, twenty three percent of the people that responded said that they believe the Holocaust was a myth or had been exaggerated. Six million people, man. There, I'm not going to name his name, but there was a kid in high school. I remember him specifically. He specifically said that he believed the Holocaust just didn't happen. And somebody was like, "So what happened to six million people?" And he couldn't. It's like we sent him into space. <laughs> yeah, they're on Mars, bro. <laughs> they're on the dark side of Mars. It's the side you can't see. Dark side of Mars. Yeah. Uh, the the what the big part was sixty three percent of those people that did the survey didn't know the accurate number of people that were. So they were they were way they were way off from the six million, which like, is cra- I mean it's crazy. Like way under, or like way above, way under, okay. way yeah. under. Yeah. Like according to that, they're probably thinking like two million, half or less yeah. of of what is actually being reported. Yeah. That's sixty three percent of future America, baby. That's what we got to look forward to. Woo. I've actually been through the Holocaust Museum up in DC. Yeah. That 
is a moving experience, dude. Because they literally have a room at one point in time you walk in and it's the shoes of the actual people that were like just like thrown into bins. And then for whatever reason, the Nazis just kept them. Kept the shoes? Yeah. And they're literally, they pile this room like to the ceiling high of all these people's shoes. There's one of the train cars there. Like they actually make it like, not to the point that like it's uncomfortable, but you actually kind of like get into situations where you're like, you can almost kind of empathize with the people that went through it because they, you have to walk through the train car. You've got to walk through these rooms that make it like seem like it was like the done dressing room and stuff like that. It's wild. I mean, it just, it's got to Chelsea brings up a good point in the chat. When you go through that museum, it's literally dead silent. I believe it. No one's talking. I believe it. I've never. I, right, so yeah, I've Chelsea never, in the chat. I've never, I've never been to DC to do any of it, but it's on the bucket list to do. So it's, just, it's the same way we, I've been out to France and been to the Normandy. Same time I mean, Normandy, and like you know, like they actually get like the big, you know, the big memorials and the graves and all that stuff the built there. Yeah. The actual cemetery on Normandy, no one talks there either. Like you actually get yelled at if you talk. Like it's kind of one of those things. Like it's just that moving and kind of like yeah. respect thing. And I don't. Mm -mm. I, just, I just don't know, know how people can think six million people were a myth. Yeah, we're a myth. <laughs> Like, do people not take history anymore? Like, were we like the last last people that paid attention to U.S. history when we took it in high school? I don't, I don't think, think I don't think, think it's the fact that they don't teach it. I think it's the fact of way people think. Oh yeah, well, I, I just, yeah, I just don't think they care. Because and heck, I'm, I hope this isn't true, but like I was, I saw a video on I think Facebook today, and it was like going around to like college kids on campus, like asking <clears> them simple questions. Like the one that stood out to me was like, "What number planet?" Is Earth from the Sun? Seventh, eighth, fifth. Nobody like only one person in this entire span of video got it correct. But sometimes you run into problems with like videos like that. Is that it? Like, they I could mean, be edited to show that. The dumb yeah, it could be just showing the dumb people. But, um, but still, like you're a college student who I would hope would know basic information. Yeah, but you that. should know that we're the fifth. I'm just yeah. kidding. We're the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The look, the look Adam just gave me as I finished that sentence was priceless. He was, he, he was like, "Oh God." So yeah, that was. Yeah. I'm not a marine. Oh, oh. Uh, so Adam, what was the? Uh, you had an internet question that I thought you were. Oh about. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I brought it up to the family at uh, brunch on Saturday, but is the question is to stay alive, you have to win a game show. What game show are you playing? Oh, God. oh so if you if you lose, you're dead. Yes. Jesus. You have to win a game show. Which game show? Dude, that's a, that's actually. Well, who? Wh where did this come from? I want to know, like the author. If you want to wait till we're off air, you can tell. You, you can just say. No, I, think, I, I, mean, I think it was posted by like Marshall. That's got to be Barstool because they post like some random yeah. questions like that. That's a really good question. Um, if you had to live through a game, no, no, you no, lose no. a game show, you're you dead. To, to you have to stay alive. You have to win a game show. show. And which game show is it? Which game show are you playing? Uh, I'm gonna say Family Feud because I think I could. I think I could get. You think you could beat the other family? Uh, yeah, I, think oh. me, I think me and my friends could beat the other. No, family. no, it's not me and you. It's just me on the other family. No, it's you and your. If you're playing Family Flu, 
feud. It's you and the Wu. Family flu? What is family flu? That, that's a different game. It's going to be you and the it's the Williams family versus. Okay. So, I mean, I've got one that I doubt that most people won't think of. Okay. Chris should think of it because we got really pissed off about the show lately. The floor is lava on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of teams on there, man, that they just don't coordinate and don't work together as a team. Like, oh, one yeah. guy will sit at the beginning and wait for the other two people to get all the way across, and he'll be like, okay, I decide to come now. And then, Can't give up. yeah, screws the team up. Like, they don't work together. Yeah, not at all. They're not, they're not moving at multiple points. It's just like. This guy moves, and then the other two just sit at the door and watch him move three paces yeah. before he moves. And it's like, Jesus Christ, guys, you're wasting the time. Get on. So I guess, Alex, if you're going to play the floor as lava, that means the floor is actually real lava if you're going to die if you don't succeed. Yeah, there's like a shooting squad out back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read the rules. I didn't read the rules. I didn't read the handbook. The way I thought, so I kind of sat there and thought about it after I'd asked them. Deal or no deal? Yeah, but I mean. You don't technically lose. Well, you can't lose it. Okay, no see, now he's got a very extreme loophole right now. Very big loophole. I would say deal or no deal, but I think you have to get the million. If you don't get the million, then you lose. What? No, I, I think I don't think I wouldn't. I don't think it'd be the million, but like, I think to make it like fair, you got to get above a certain money amount. Above a certain money amount. But because the way I thought about it, that was like at that point. That I is actually a really good point, though, because you didn't lose. Just Hell, you amount. you accept the first deal. You walked out with more money than you came right, in with. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't lose anything. I can't. I walked out you, there with more than what I had. Technically, you are a winner. You would probably have to set the stipulations because you know, like when deal or no, no deal was played, you had like all the money on the left and then all the money on the right. Well, no, what it, and how we kind of how we kind of considered all the money on the right was the ones that were you know like, you wanted you you, you, know, you, could you, know, you could lose those. those. Yeah, you could lose those. Yeah. Well, either that or that's probably at least what you want to walk away. But with. you had you, you had don't you don't want anything that's on the you left. You had twenty five cases. You picked the one. And then you started picking. He's, he's got a good point, though. You're technically not a loser. All right, let us yeah. know in the chat, guys. Which, if you had to to stay alive, you had to win a game show. Which but, game show are you choosing? So that Chelsea, to stay alive. Chelsea says uh, Silent Library on MTV. That's a good. Oh no, she continued on and said because it's not funny. She went on to roast MTV and Silent Library. <laughs> now there were some good episodes That's of that show. Funny. There was a. It was about I count like five, maybe. But um. But that is a good point, though. That's another one of those where Silent Library, like, very rarely do people walk away with no money. So it's like, even if you barely made it past a certain amount, you still technically won, but you never yeah. didn't win the show. So you know? the, the other one that I thought outside of deal or no, no deal was, I guess, what is it? Um, <laughs> Freaking Steve. The wall, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you got fit through the cutout? No, 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 the one with the ball drops. Oh, the wall. Price is right? It's no. not right. No, 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 it's not Price is right. It's oh, it's the new one, yeah, where you, 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 it's the colored ball. It's either white or oh, red to count against you, or green to count towards you, something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually called the wall. I was about to scream out Plinko and was like, that's a good game on Price is Right. And I was about to be like, show my like 85 year old self. <laughs> but I think dad said, uh, I think dad said like, uh, not like that. Um, so wait, who said the wall? I'm saying the wall outside of uh, Dealer No Deal. Yeah. That would be because I think because it's you and one other person. And what is it that they have to answer a question? And depending on if they get it right, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. So on the wall is like you have your partner in the back and they ask a bunch of trivia questions. And if they get 
for every question. Some it depends on the round. If they yeah. get it right, you get a you get a a green ball. But for every question they get wrong in a different round, you get the red ball. So it's going to negate your total score. Like it's just yeah. it very it difference. It, it's a, it very like yeah, it's a big difference through every round. Differentiates. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But you still most times walk away with money, right? Yeah. You can at certain points you can literally accept the money and walk away. Yeah. 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 So, it's like deal or deal, deal or no deal. It's the enticement of the fact that you could. Oh yeah, we could win more. But it's well, also like you if you look at it logically, like yeah, I could win more, but I'm also already got way more money than I walked into this show with. Because it was like if you sign the if you sign the contract, then you walk away with like a percentage. Versus if you turn it down, then you walk away with what your total earnings were. So like there was one somebody that walked out of there with like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars or something like that. Because they accepted a deal instead well, no, of going no, for the full no, win. What, no, that's what they want in total. But their deal was if you sign the contract, guaranteed this is what you're getting. Because the person in the back is the one deci- who decides. And so they didn't know what had happened on the wall, whether they hit a million dollars if they hit 17 rounds of one dollars. Yeah. They give them a price and they're like, all right, this is how much we're offering you to walk away right now. Like, and the hey, person behind the wall said, no, I'm going to, you know, and they're like, I'm not going to accept the deal. And then the person whoever's out front who's been dropping ball, the balls down the wall is then who gets to tell them, we you turn down the deal, and we're walking away with this much money. And they walked away with seven hundred and fifty, which was way more than the deal they got oh, yeah. offered. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Steve, Steve, good old father-in-law of mine, had a good, good game show. It's not really, it's not really a show. It's just a game. Seven minutes in heaven. He said it's a win-win. It's not a game show. <laughs> the situation was a game show. He creates his own rules. We got, we got some <laughs> And then Wheel of Fortune, and then the ones that we've been talking about, yeah. <laughs> Seven minutes and hit, baby. Oh, so, speaking of like, like you're talking about the the contract that person got on the wall. If y'all, do you know what one of the craziest stipulations? I found out work today. There's a crazy stipulation in Cam Newton's Patriots contract. Can you can you guess what it is? No idea. Supposedly, it's it's more recent news. I've yet to really kind of confirm it because no one. How can, how can you confirm unless you're like Cam Newton, agent, his agent, or the Patriots? But apparently, if Cam Newton meets a certain performance metric, he can dress the entire New England Patriots staff for their press conference. Since he's known for wearing such exuberant and outrageous outfits to press conferences. So, yeah, boil that down. That means he can dress Bill Belichick. For a press conference, if he gets to a certain metric, that would be amazing. I, There's I, no way Bill knew that was in the contract. I hope, I hope he, I hope he gets there. I want to see what. Honestly, I would want the Patriots to win the Super Bowl to see Belichick walk out there like with a Gucci cut off sleeve hoodie. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. And some, and Imagine shades, that, like some gold shades to go with it. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then, like the little weird like slippers that Cam wears, and like like the. Shorts, exactly. like not even like capri pants, but like shorts, almost like they're just that high up. Like, oh god, that would man, just man, that would make my day. Make, that would make my year almost. Make Bill Belichick wear a man exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. First of all, can we like Cam Newton's agent's a hell of an agent if he somehow got that in the contract that he could dress the entire Patriots staff? And like, he also, he also, he also got Cam a one million dollar guaranteed contract with like twenty five million dollars worth. So I mean, 
you're not you're not exactly that great an agent because you literally like if Cam wouldn't gotten hurt in week one, he makes a million dollars this year and it's over. Like that's all you get. But Cam's obviously producing really well. I mean, he's played really well. So yeah, we we talked about that a little bit of work today. Like he's headed toward that twenty five million dollars, which is just crazy. Just cr- I mean, put it all put all the incentives on the table, baby. Let's go get twenty five million dollars. Like it, you got to work for it at his age, and I like it. It's it's really weird because like. It's weird to say that Cam Newton only got less than $10 million for one year when you've got quarterbacks out there that are like, what was the largest for one year this year, most recent? Oh, like what is, I mean. The uh, highest payout for one year of football this year for a quarterback. Pat Mahomes' new deal hasn't gone in yet, but next year it would be, you know, $50 million or $30 million with incentives for him. $30 million a year and Cam well, no, took. I'll pay the back. Deshaun, Deshaun next year will take $40 million. Just, and Deshaun Cam took less than two this year. Yeah. Like yeah. just think about that difference. That's what that's a major difference. It was three year, eighty four million, all of it guaranteed. So yeah. break I mean, he's not the largest. I think Russell, no, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers makes over forty this year. Russell might also make over forty this year. Yeah, so I mean still forty eight million a year. That's guaranteed. <laughs> what like, it so where's he that like he could have got hurt week one and went out with a Toe injury walks away with $28 million this year. Where So, what's Dak's contract at? Where's Dak's actually not on a contract? He's on a, a franchise tag. So, Dak's getting because this is his final franchise tag, Dak is getting the mean of the top three pays for quarterbacks. So, he's year. right around that $30 million. So, he's going to make he's gonna make over 30. He's probably 32. I would probably say because I think Russell and Aaron Rodgers are both making over 40. I'm comfortable saying that Dak's probably making 33 this year. Yes, and he was one what 30? Well, we offered him at 35. He wanted 40 million a year. Okay. We offered him like a 35 million a year for like four years or something like five years. Yeah. And he wants like a six or seven year deal at 40 million million dollars a year. (laughs) He wants a long term deal at 40 to 40. Five million a year, but he hadn't done nothing. Has he made it to a playoff championship? He's made it to a playoff game, yeah. No, I'm like the the champion, like the championship game. NFC championship game. Yeah, no. We made it once. We played. uh, Was he was he the quarterback? Yeah. Okay. It's like it was it was the year it was his rookie year. We went thirteen and three. Okay. So so also I feel like that hurts his case more since it's his rookie year and he's yet to make it happen again. But in the years since then we've. Eagles have won the champion uh, the Super Bowl, so therefore they won our division. Was that 2017, right? Yeah. And he came I out. I think they won the division. I think y'all won the division. They won the wild card. Some, it was some, yeah. yeah. Anyways, he make it. To I the, feel like his his ego is a little inflated. But oh, we yeah. we always it's always like the Rams or it's always like Green Bay we lose to. I did make a joke today at work um, talking about it because come to find out, a lot of guys that sit around are big NFL fans. Just it's a weird dynamic at work. A lot of guys working for the Air Force just don't want to talk to other people that aren't in their shop. But we got talking about football, and I made the joke, and it didn't get really registered. I feel like just didn't, people didn't realize it. Do you think the Saints for three years in a row are going to get screwed out of a playoff game by the refs? Yeah, maybe. It's, it's, it's a possibility. It's, it's certainly possible. Well, last year and the year before, like, it wasn't just like, oh, the ref made it back. Like, Everyone knew the ref made a bad call that cost the Saints a game. And it was like it was the game. Like it was there was oh, it was, there was yeah. less than three minutes in the game. 
Like it, it the outcome of that play directly correlated. Like it was a direct correlation to the winner of the game. So what was it like? So last year was the pass interference call, right? Saints and the Rams was the one where the the Rams literally blew the Saints receiver off the sideline before the ball even got there. Yes, that was two years ago. Last year was the Minnesota miracle. Well, no, that that was the before. That that. was that was three years ago. Yeah, I'm talking about the Stephon Diggs catch. That was three years ago. Where this, but that wasn't the ref. That was not the ref. That was just the bad. That was a bad safety tackle. Yeah, bad tackle on the safety. And last year was the off they called an offensive pass interference against um I can't remember the name of the tight end, but one of the tight ends for the Saints. Uh I mean he pushed off, clearly a push off. But he was cut like he they called offensive pass interference and it cost New Orleans the game. So uh, but they the problem with it, the reason they said that this the refs also screwed them out of that same game. Is because Kyle Rudolph did the exact same thing in the third quarter on Minnesota's goal line, no call at all. Same and Sean Payton challenged it, and they did reverse it. <laughs> so so it, was the, it was the hypocrisy behind the call. Yeah. It was just, it was ama- it was so it was so amazing because because if anything, the Saints the Saints tight end pushing off was more borderline than the Vikings was. Yeah. Because it was more of like, oh, maybe it was just the natural extension of the arm. The Minnesota one was like, he clearly shoved the dude off of him. Yeah. To make space. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was the thing about the the Saints tight end. He was, he was kind of falling, he was kind of falling backwards. So they were like, how much push off could there really have been? He's falling backwards. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was, it was great because I was in an airport in Dallas on my way back to Columbia, coming back from uh, our headquarters in Seattle, and the game was on. And I, I'm like watching this airport, and it happens, like the the push off, the Kyle Rudolph push off happens, and uh, everybody's like, "Oh my God, that was a push off! Oh man, the red throw ball!" And I'm like, and I and I see Sean Payton throw the flag. I'm like, "Oh, don't worry, guys. They'll they'll look at this and they'll they'll turn this over." Like, you know, Sean Payton's already thrown the challenge flag for the, for the interference. And then they don't overturn it, and I'm like looking around the guys. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. I'm eating. I'm eating my foot. <laughs> well, no, it should have. Yeah, you know what? Though it should have been overturned. Yes. <laughs> yes, but it was just like mm. I. I had faith that they were going to have the ability to go back and look at this and say, okay, yeah, we made the wrong call. Let's make the right call. We don't want to screw New Orleans over because we already get enough bad rep with it. Nope, they didn't give a fuck. They just <laughs> nope. We're. Do- and that's kind of I'm 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 sad that the NFL changed the pass interference challenge rule because I do think it's a good part of the game to offer up to coaches. I mean, you should do that, but also they didn't overturn any of them anyways because they're defending the refs. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna make their brethren on the field look bad. Blah 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 blah. So it was it was kind of pointless at that point. So a little bit. Well, let's get away from the the NFL pass. Let's talk about the current NFL season right now. Okay. Injuries this past weekend was outrageous. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. It's not just the. We're not just going to talk about the noticeable multiple people tearing their ACL injuries. We're going to talk about just full blown just injuries across the board. And I've got a question to pose. Do you think it's because of the shortened preseason and team workouts? Yeah, I, I believe so, and I feel like maybe. In this off season, this extended off season, you had guys who didn't get out and push themselves as much as they should have, and get 
Oh, hello, dogs. How you doing? Hold on, we've been attacked by the dogs. Go, buddy. Go. Go. Your mom's gone. You go. There you go. Yeah. All right. There we go. Sorry for that. <laughs> but you, yes, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it is. I think it's a huge part about not getting mini camps in. Really, no preseason games. Which I mean, most players don't really push themselves in preseason games, anyways. But um, I mean, it's it's really about. It's really kind of sad, honestly, because they've done the best that they can with the situation that they had, and they waited to the last minute to make a call in the season because of COVID. But it's just funny how it all happened this week. Like, there really wasn't a single major injury. Obviously, like, the biggest one was Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL. We found out within, yeah. like, hours of that injury happened. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, Drew Locke, shoulder injury, never came back. Well, you um, had a major injury last well. There was, I think, there was like three or four ACL injuries, like complete seven, tears. This weekend, this week, there, yeah, was there was seven, seven. ACLs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's crazy because even then, you talked about like Drew Lock, like Drew Lock's not an ACL tear, and, and you got an like you have an ankle injury for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you have Raheem Monster also getting hurt. You have yeah, Raheem Monster also getting hurt. See, uh, so, Christian McCaffrey's ankle injury. Christian McCaffrey's ankle injury. So there's there's seven blown ACLs, and then at least like I'll probably say another ten ankle injuries. Hell, hell, the Cowboys have lost both tackles, and New Orleans had two more people hurt on their offensive line. So they. Too. So I'm looking at a list: the Colts receiver Campbell, Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell, ACL, uh, Falcons right tackle Caleb McCary didn't return after suffering a knee injury. Can only assume it's a, some sort of ligament. Well, he got he literally he got rolled up on like the second play of the game. Left yeah. tackle, right? Christian McCaffrey messed up his ankle. Nick Bosa blew his blew his ACL. Yeah. Um, Eagles yeah. Eagles guards. Uh, okay, I thought it was a C, but it's an E. S E U M A L O. He injured his knee. Okay. Pittsburgh la- last week, the week before, lost one of our starting offensive linemen. That was like not his rookie, but the second. He was. Like the story they told about this guy, like he's proven his worth to this team, and then like the first week of the season, like in the second quarter, he blows out his ACL. Well, and then like last week, last week Van Der Esch broke his collarbone. Yeah, the, the linebacker with that. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, Van Der Esch is good for no. He's good for like nine injuries a year. Yeah, no, 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 Sean, Lee. Sean Lee. Oh yeah, Sean Lee. Yeah, he was good for nine injuries a year. Van Der Esch has lived this is his second year. He went out last. He's a kid from Boise State. He went out last year with a severe neck injury. Was out, missed most of the last season, and then literally. Second quarter, and then like first first game. This is what we were talking about today at work too. Is um to Rod Taylor with that weird pregame chest injury he had. They still haven't. They still haven't said anything about like what happens what, pregame. What's one? What is painting him? And two, like the depth of the injury. This is called a chest injury. Well, I mean, is he, he's got like broken ribs? Is he punctured lung? Like what's going on? It was pregame. No, he didn't even play. I don't know. Smoked too much weed the night before. Just. I'm not going to go there now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, dude, it's, it is. It's, the the injury bad. bug is biting the NFL, and I feel like it's going to hit college football too because they've definitely – I mean, you got to think about it. These guys are younger. They're definitely not nearly as developed, and they've they've had a shortened, you know, training sessions, it's practice sessions. Yeah. They're not ready. But I guess so – First thing, if, if, if you even made it Sunday, 
Sunday afternoon, Austin sends me a trade for Christian McCaffrey, right? <laughs> Some nonsense of a trade. He goes, I'll trade. Uh, he goes, I'll trade for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, all right, who's your first round pick? Because I'm not giving you my first round pick. And he goes, I'll give you Todd Gurley and Dallas Goddard. I'm like, first off, I have Todd Gurley. He got me six points this past week. Wait, hold on, hold on. If it's how do you have Todd Gurley? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I was like, I hold what, on. I know what Todd Gurley did this past week. So oh, yeah, you're very well well aware of his stats. Yes. Yeah. And Dallas Goddard is splitting time with Zach Ertz. Neither of which are anywhere close to a first round talent that is Christian McCaffrey, who's only out for four weeks. Four to six, but yeah. yeah four weeks, being well, optimistic. That's four to six weeks of zero. I have another running back I can put in his place. Okay. So if he's not willing to offer me a first or second round talent for him, I ain't trading him. It's ridiculous. Yeah. For, for fifth and for fourth and fifth round. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I think it was a disgrace. If Chris just handed me an empty beer can, you, you no, you asked for the empty beer. Can. I asked if there was any more. I, I thought oh, I did that. Okay. All right. But <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, it was like Sunday afternoon. He's always trying to send me a trick, trying to finesse. Finesse me out of cushion. We're not that. Yeah, I mean, he, what happened to Garoppolo? He got rolled up on his ankle too. So he's got a lower leg so, injury of some so, sort. So San Francisco. San Francisco has an ACL tear by their best defensive lineman and arguably one of the best defensive ends in the entire NFL. Their starting running back takes a knee injury yep. in the, in the uh, I think, second or third quarter after the guy took an 80 yard touchdown run on his first play of the game. And then their starting quarterback also has an ankle injury. All three, so Nick's done for the year, and then Monster and Jimmy Garoppolo are definitely out for this upcoming week, possibly out for multiple weeks. It says here that Garoppolo has a high ankle sprain. High ankle, so yeah. That's probably going to be more than one week. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Christian McCaffrey's yeah. out four to six for yeah. ankle sprain. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, Garoppolo can't catch a break, though, man. Yeah, because he tore his ACL the first year he was with yeah. San Francisco. What is that damn offensive line doing? I mean, in trash, I guess. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So they, it was kind of funny because I saw a meme. On Facebook about it, and it was the it was the, like the end of in, Avengers: Infinity War, and the little baby Gamora is like, did did you uh, you know did you accomplish it? Did you win or whatever? And you know Thanos is like yes, and it's like the San Francisco 49ers got the logo on Thanos' head, and she goes, what did it cost? And he goes, everything, <laughs> and they beat the Jets. So, but yeah, man. All right. So you said you you have a little hot yeah, and Adam just mentioned his name. I think Zach Ertz will get traded before the end of the season. Okay. Clear up some cap space because. Do you have a target in mind, or you just saying? I don't. I think there's. I think they're going to put him on the trading block. Just think he's he's because performance performance compared to salary. I feel like it's definitely not being more skewed towards he's being paid more than what he's actually performing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but he's, he can be shot for it, is what you're saying. Yeah, I feel like he will be on the he on will the be board. out there, you know, in the little storefront window, like, hey, do you want him? Kind uh, of thing. I actually agree with him. It's a, it's a hot take, but I actually agree with him because Dallas Goddard has really, in the last year and a half, stepped up to the plate. Stepped up to the plate. And, and, you know, Philly's been more than happy to run two tight end sets all the time, but. I do agree with him. I think at age 31, with some injury issues, Zach Ertz is being a little bit overpaid for his – don't get me wrong, still top five tight end in the NFL. But did you say where you thought he was going to go? No, I just – I feel like Philly's going to put him on the block. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it. it's Zach Ertz. I feel like they're going to have a lot of interest. Because he, um, he has produced 
They I mean, hell, for what, five years there, he was the number one tight end, essentially? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So people, people are going to have – people are, George Kittle's on the, on the move. Mark Andrews is on the move. Teams are going to have interest for a, you know, one-year contract and kind of done thing. Yeah. 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 New Orleans, New England, both two teams that need tight ends for sure. I mean, if you put Zach Hurts in New Orleans. New England is one of those teams right now, like, as much as I hate New England, I want to watch them just so I can, like, See how, See how well Cam Newton can do in such a well-coached team. He's, he's played very well. He really, he really honestly has. And it's also the same thing like Tampa Bay. Like, hell, I drafted Tom Brady in my fantasy football league, but I'm also saying that he's a system quarterback and he's not going to do as well. So I've got, I've got, you know, I've got money in both, both, both pots there. But he's also a little bit of a slow start for what, what most people I think were expecting. Yeah. There. But I think Cam. I think it's kind of shown that. I think Cam was actually helping your argument because I think. Cam has stepped into a system. Oh uh, yeah, Kelly, you come in on this. Uh, I think Cam has stepped into a system and has produced really well. And it's starting to kind of defend your argument about New England being a system where quarterbacks can't succeed no matter who your name is. If Brady was drafted to any other team other than a Bill Belichick team, he would not have won that many Super Bowls. Not, I mean, if Colt McCoy wasn't drafted to the trash ass Browns, maybe he'd be a better. Well, if the Browns wouldn't have drafted half the damn people they've drafted. <laughs> They'd be a lot better people. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, would Brady Quinn be a, a still starting NFL quarterback if he didn't go to the Browns? Um, that's a little stretch. <laughs> like, I'm not saying Brady doesn't have talent, but it's like if you look at so many of his like, like his replays, his highlights, just everything in New England, it was plenty of time in the pocket. You know, 15 to 20 yard passes that were wide open. And then just talent all around the field. Like, yeah, he didn't have, like, the best receivers, but I think the offensive schema was so well that, like, even if you were a mediocre receiver, you were you still going to get a good take, look. You could take this three-star receiver and turn him into something. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I mean, you you might be 100,000% right. If Cam Newton plays the whole rest of the year, the and way he's, he's played, has an MVP style especially season. the way he played Sunday night against Seattle, who's definitely a better defense. I mean, it, when he, when he did it week one versus Miami, I was like, okay, it's Miami. Like, let's let's take a chill pill here. But I mean, Seattle's definitely a better defense, and he really, really performed well. So, do you want another one of the beers? I think is what she's asking. Yeah, I'll take another yeah. one. Okay. I'm not being a bitch. I swear. I was curious. I was at a bar tonight, and they were like, "What did you know? What happened with Cam Newton?" Newton. Newton. And this weekend. Okay. okay. Yeah, so we're really talking about right now. Yeah. I know. Um, I'm listening. Don't judge me. Um, it's kind of, but if we're wrapping up at 10, we, we have. No, we can keep going. We can keep going. Um, but, you know, I mean, I really, I, after the way he played against Seattle, I'm wondering, because what I really love about what they're doing with him is they're not really running him at all. It's a, if it's there's no open pass options, please run and slide. There's no like real design runs for Cam except at the goal line. It's yes, yeah, it's, so, it's not the play call that you saw at Carolina. We're like, hey, option A is you find a hole to run through. Yeah. If it's closed, then look for a dump down. It's hey, look for this pass, dump down or run. You know the runs B to C. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But it's it's kind of crazy to think about like. You, you know, the past few years we've heard about how much Belichick controls what the Patriots do, like in the front office to drafting to like, you know, going back to when 
it was Garoppolo, right? When they got rid of him, yeah, they yeah. Didn't get rid of Garoppolo. Like that was that was because Bel- Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo and make him the future of the Patriots, but it was Kraft, Kraft and Brady didn't want to do that because Brady obviously felt threatened by Garoppolo. Kraft was like, "No, Brady's our guy." It's kind of interesting because they won one more Super Bowl from that moment, and now Tom Brady's not even in New England. But see, that's the thing. So but obviously, I would like, say Belichick was right. Now have what two years of injuries? Yeah, that is but true. he's also playing. I would say behind arguably a worse offensive line. That's true. That's true. But here's the thing: what I'm getting at is something about Cam Newton made Belichick say, "Yeah, go get him." I think, I think for the price. Do you think it was just genuinely the money? I think it was. I mean, you don't think you don't think it was he evaluated Cam Newton was like, "I can develop a system to help him succeed," I mean, or well, he I'm, can fit I'm, my I'm, system. I'm gonna tell you right now, if 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 Bill Belichick was getting the picks of the quarterbacks that were available this offseason and price was not an issue, he'd have brought Andy Dalton's ass in there. Because Andy Dalton is more like Tom Brady. They could have fit that system and made it happen. Yeah, but Cam's been to a Super Bowl. Cam went to the Super Bowl in the back of the defense. Just like Joe Flacco went to the Super Bowl in the back of the defense. Eli Manning did it twice, but I'm not going to talk about it. I mean, Cam, Cam, <laughs> Cam went to a Super Bowl and played the literal work in his life. So, oh, I mean, yeah. I like, love making fun of him for the the fumble, and he just looked at it in the backfield. Yeah, so he's like, I'm almost took an arm towards it. <laughs> so no, I mean, if, if if I think if Bill, if it what because I think what New England actually really wanted to do this year was play Jared Siddham and Brian Hoyer and lose every game, and then go get Trevor Lawrence. But I think they saw the opportunity. Brian Hoyer was on the Browns at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. Brian Hoyer had been on all kinds of teams at one yeah. time. <laughs> Um, Wait, you know another interesting stat I heard? I think Sunday. You, you gonna talk about the Eagles' fourth string quarterback? No, oh, I'm yeah. talking about Lion Fitz Magic has beat the Patriots on all three of the other teams in the AFC. Yeah. Okay, see that? Oh, see that? That right there proves my point. That's what. That's what I'm trying to get at. Certain quarterbacks just had like a. They have like a God given talent, and I think Fitz Magic is one of them. Right. He just every once in a while he just gets like. A great game, but then it shows that he's got no other talent on the, you know, 11 remaining games. Is Ryan Fitzpatrick the NFL version of Steven Garcia? He could be. He, he could, could be, be, but it's, I'm not going to classify Fitzpatrick as a drunk. Yeah. Garcia was a hardcore <laughs> drunk that just wasted God-given talent on booze in college. <laughs> Wait, now Fitzpatrick yeah. does have the beard and the flow and all that. Like he's got, yeah, he's, he's got that, he's got the party board going. But I think he, I think he's got a cheap talent. I mean, it's just kind of sad. It is really just kind of sad. But yeah, he's been, so it's Jets, Miami, and Buffalo. He's always yes. won a game against the Patriots on. Yeah, so yeah. that's got to be forever ago that he was he was with Buffalo though. Well, I mean, yeah, probably. But still, I think that like that was um. His the Patriots clip tonight seems to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, they beat him. They beat him in Week One. I mean, he he won one game last year against them. Yes, but I mean, so I brought, I brought up a good stat when we were playing. Uh, when we were sitting there watching the Sunday Ticket this past weekend, um, Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback. Got injured, almost died on the sideline. Tom Brady got his start, got his exposure. And I knew there was a second team, almost the same thing kind of happened. It wasn't an injury, though. He went to the Cowboys, didn't do too well. The next year around, they started a guy by the name of Tony Romo. Oh, my God. 
Bledsoe has yeah, a yeah. he New has an edge. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dallas. I'm in misspoke. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe went to Dallas for. He was there for like two, two or three years. Yeah. Something, like, something short. But the but, very but right after him it was well, Tony Romo. Romo started in like 2006 for Dallas or something like that. Wow. And Bledsoe was there like was like there like 04. Didn't do hot in 05. They gave him the start in 06. Didn't do great. Romo came in and played the rest of the season. Wow. Because we were what what got us in that conversation was Tyron Taylor getting replaced by Baker Mayfield and then getting hurt this past week and being replaced by Justin Herbert, who by the way looked really really good. In case nobody didn't see that. Absolutely, look beautiful under Herbert. So, but was there anybody? I mean, I asked this last. Didn't they lose though to the Chiefs? They did. They did lose to the Chiefs. They let the Chiefs come back, which is just kind of natural from what the Chiefs were doing last year in the playoffs. I mean, they came back from like a 14, 17, 20 point deficit and came back and won, of course. But was there anybody else this weekend that you like when you watch? I know you only watched the one o'clock games because you went to your soccer match at five, uh, Mr. Deion Sanders, but. Uh, was there anybody that you watched at one o'clock that has now continually for back-to-back weeks impressed you, or or unimpressed you? Um, impressed me probably the Steelers again. Yeah, I mean that defense is actually looking like the defense of old. It's looking stout. It's looking strong. It's better better than what I thought it was going to be. I, it's scary. I think I actually think they have the best defense in the end. Like I, I'll, I'll make I'll make the argument for yeah currently in, in this I, year I'll make, I'll make the argument that they have the most talent and I don't want to say that but yeah I right now they they <laughs> probably do and it's that's gonna be I feel like that's gonna be a tough team to beat so when they go to play like Baltimore I think that's gonna be a, a it's gonna, oh my god those games are gonna be great this yeah, year I think that's gonna be good games amongst those two teams oh yeah but, I, um I would say the Packers really impressed me again I mean this, yeah. Back-to-back weeks of 35-plus points on the board. Um, I think Aaron Jones – or not Aaron Jones. Yep, Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones is coming out to prove a point this year that he needs to be the starting back, but he doesn't need to be split in town with, with Jamal Adams. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. But, yeah. It's, he doesn't need to be split in town. Like, he needs to be the back. I, I think he's got a point to prove. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, is coming on a tear. This yeah, year. <laughs> he's got the same thing. He's got the same thing. Because this week they really did it more with the run game with Aaron Jones, like you mentioned. And I think felt like going forward. So the big thing that I think got Aaron Jones, same thing for Aaron Jones that probably is pissing off Aaron Rodgers right now, is that the Packers with their first two picks of this draft drafted a quarterback and a running back. Yeah, somebody uh, was, people AJ, to, was it the AJ Dillon? AJ Dillon from yeah. Boston College. So two people to replace your current quarterback and running back likely because they're probably going to move on from Aaron Rodgers being older, and they probably don't want to pay Aaron Jones the kind of money that running backs are now getting in that second contract. So Aaron Jones will be able to hit, you know, free agency this year, go get the money that he wants, you know, at said location. And and he's out to prove a point that, you know what, if you're going to let me walk, I'm going to get everything I can this season, and I'm going to get the biggest contract that I can. So um, make a point, either you pay me the money that I deserve or who wants me and this is what I can do. That team has got to trade for a wide receiver before the deadline this year. Absolutely. They've got to. I mean, or 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 maybe or maybe it's Zach Ertz. Maybe they can get a tight end. I mean, so, I mean you got – uh, Adams is your one, and then you have talent, I think, there to Valdez Scantley and or Lazard, and yeah, drops off Jurassic. Oh my god, so much! I mean, but if you could go out and get a good complimentary second receiver, I think that could be a dangerous offense. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, maybe they go get uh Sterling Shepard or a Golden Tate from New York, which will obviously be a team that's, that's well, terrible. Um, um it sh- 
Shepard's hurt right now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I think Shepard also got hurt. So yeah. I mean, you're still talking. Uh, well, you got to think about teams that aren't going to be competitors. So you know what? Maybe an AJ Green. Maybe Cincinnati's willing to to move on from AJ Green's contract. He's a little bit older. You know, they're probably going younger with the Joe Burrows look. Maybe AJ Green's available. Uh, not somebody that's obviously put up too many points, but um, you know, maybe he's available. Maybe Keenan Allen. You know, now that the Chargers are zero and two. Um, what about then Tennessee? Was it AJ Brown? Yeah, he's so, he's so young that I can't I can't see them but moving is he, on. But is he the number one guy there in Tennessee? Uh, there's some arguments about that. I actually argued with Devin about it today because he he considers AJ Brown to be the number one. But I would probably consider, based on this year's stats, I probably consider Corey Davis to be the number one. He's he's a guy that's had over 100 yards in the first two games. Uh, I want to say he caught one or two touchdowns this past weekend for Tennessee. So I think it was two, yeah. You know, he certainly AJ AJ Brown's also hurt right now. So, um, which I think we can name out a bunch of names, but they're all hurt at this point. Yeah, in week two. Well, like you said, the injury bug was was quite the um, the bugger this week in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. But um, another big football thing came out today, and I get we we've got to talk about it, or it wouldn't be justice. The depth chart for the but, University of South oh, Carolina. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which uh, yeah. so what you do you like it or do you or you like I agree with this position but I want to see so and so start in this position. Well, I, I'd say that I'm not surprised. Well, I'll tell you that I am surprised by a couple things, but I'm I'm not. I mean, we already knew that Colin Hill was going to be the starting quarterback. Ryan Holinsky right there behind him. Um, you know, my big question is where's Zaquandre White at the running back position because they don't list him on the depth chart at all. It's it's not that he's number three. It's just that his name's not even on the running back spot. Well, I, it doesn't even look – I mean, this – I don't think this is the full list by no means. Well, right, this, this is clearly – they listed the, the, the list. top two in each position. Yeah, that's, yeah, and I think that's probably true. But I, I can't – I cannot imagine that you bring in a four-star Juco guy – and White, not, White, that's so talented. And he's not your number two guy. And he's not your – I mean, don't get me wrong. Kevin Harris and Deshaun Fenwick are really talented guys. Both have put on some good numbers here and there. And I, I was I was thinking Kevin Harris was going to be the number two no matter what anyways because I think you need that other bell cow back and, and to be able to split it. And outside of that, I think that's the – the only thing I other looked at was maybe, you so know, where's, you, where's Josh Van on the wide receiver list. So what I'm, what I'm looking at here is you're looking at – Fenwick and Harris, either or is your number one, your number one guy. Yeah. And then you, whoever's not the one. So if Harris is the one, Fenwick two, White three, or if you're running uh, Fenwick at one, you're gonna run Harris at two, and again White at three possibly. Yeah. But I could easily see White moving into that two spot, or hell, even trying to battle for a number one spot. Yeah. As as the starting running back. Yeah. What I did what I did love about the depth chart though is the fact that Nick Muse and Kevin Mullen, like they, they listed two tight end spots, which gives me hope that this is going to be a two tight end set. A two tight end set, a more Georgia style offense when Mike Bubba was the OC at Georgia than it was the spread offense that he had at Colorado State. This gives me a little bit of hope. And I think you have to, because if you look at this wide receiver set, yeah, Shot Smith one, Xavier Leggett's two. I don't feel great about that. Then DeKaron Joyner's wide receiver three. Don't get me wrong, DeKaron Joyner is an absolute athlete. Oh yeah. But at this point, you're you're in year five of recruiting, and a guy that we just switched full time really from quarterback to wide receiver is your number three wide receiver. Like that's that's not a good thing. That's a little bit scary. So 
Uh, and then, you know, Josh Van, which we talked about. Should be, should be on that list. Okay. Josh Van should be number two. If, if you're a four-star receiver from Georgia, got the speed, got what he's got, everybody's preparing him to Debo Samuels when he comes out of high school. This guy's not even in the top six receivers on his list right now. He's not hurt. He's not sitting out. You know, where where are you, Josh Van? And that's what, yeah, what, what has, what have you done here? Neither this lip spleen training, quote, unquote. Yeah. Like, what, what have you done out there on the field that is all of a sudden that has given the coaches maybe a bad taste and you're not even making two true, two true freshmen and two quarterbacks are ahead of you. Take that in. Yeah. Take that in. So that, that's a little scary, Scott. But like I said, the tight, the two tight ends being listed on the depth chart, that gives me hope that this can be. A two tight end under center downhill run offense that well with with which Fiddle, Colin Hill needs to succeed yes with especially with, with this with, team with Fiddle, can I, I mean both of those are pretty stout backs like all, all three of them are very talented backs I'm well no I'm, I'm talking about just bulky kind of build they're not that shifty like oh yes yeah they they are very much so north south north, north south, south. yeah and, and I think I, I think. Go ahead. Not your DeAndre Swift, where he's going to run you out the backfield, you know, on a toss or something. But like I that. feel like North hit. South is needed in the SEC. You want to you want to be able to run the ball between the tackles well. Because if you get if you get four to three yards on average between the tackles, that's a something. that's an offense that's moving the ball in the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. Four plus you if you're if you want to make it to the NFL as a running back, you need four plus yards of carry in college. Yeah, I don't so, care if they make it in the NFL. I just want Carolina to have a good, good well, college season. If we want to have a good college season, our running backs need to be. Hey, I saw I saw a good meme today. So it's the uh, it's the Eric Andre show. Like it's the sh- it's the meme of him shooting the guy in the chair, yeah. and it's always like, oh, why would so and so do that to himself? And it's like clearly the other person shot him. It was the NCAA shooting the University of South Carolina for like transfer oh, requests, yeah. and it was like, why can't South Carolina compete at SEC level? Because like. We've been hit hard these past two years of them. Like, they will approve other people's transfer requests, and then like our guy will have the same exact request, nothing different, just just school names. That's the only difference, yeah. and, and it'll get denied. I, I almost screamed when I read that today that Jalen Brooks got it denied. I almost, I almost. There's no consistency, none. Well, we'll get. Let's finish with the depth chart, then we'll get into that. Because obviously Jalen Brooks would make a huge difference at wide receiver, but he's not going to play this weekend. He's likely not going to play week two. No, our, our, our two quarterbacks in the receiving core would do good. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, and this offensive line. I mean, they, they really – they. so what they said, Will said he hasn't actually named a starting right tackle. You have Jalen Nichols, who's a project guy. I mean, Does he know the games in five days? Yeah. Four I days? I know. No, I know. He said, it, he said literally it will come down to the walkthrough on Friday. The only reason you should have trouble diff- like difficulty naming a right tackle is if you've got two five stars competing for the job. Well, what's what's? Well, it doesn't have to be that. I mean, you can have two guys out here that are shown. Yeah, well, equal equal levels. Yeah, just competing, competing. But I don't think but that's it. I think it's just the. I think one guy suffers in one area, and the other guy suffers in a completely different area. So he's like, like, he's trying to figure out which area does he want to have to deal with. I just lacking. I want to ask Eric Wolford why we can't move Dylan Wanham from left tackle to right tackle. Because, really, so underneath y'all don't I don't know that y'all know anything about the uh, turn Turrentine kid, but he's a, he's a four star junior college offensive lineman from out at, at the Big JUCO that's out in Kansas. But this I mean this guy's six seven three thirty, and if you watch his tape, he's a monster. I mean he's an he's an absolute monster. And we had the same thing with Dennis Daly come Colin, in. Colin Hill's a left he's a righty right? Righty, yeah. Okay, so, so left left tackle he'll be his blind side. Yeah, yeah. But our, our two most talented. 
tackles are oh, currently right. listed one and two at the left tackle position. See, you got you got to move somebody over there. You but can't. Hold on, but like now, now Chris, as me and you have both played offensive line in our days. Yes, I know the run left run tackle run. to right tackle is a big difference when it comes to linemen's techniques and the play con and all that. It is, but if you're choosing between two true, you have a redshirt freshman, a true freshman, and then a sophomore that didn't play offensive line, did not play football until his senior year of high school. So this guy's played basically two years of competitive football, his senior year of high school and then the one year that he's been on the bench at South Carolina. Yeah, a left tackle would learn how to play right tackle then. Exactly. Yeah, that bitch would learn. That's where I'm scared. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think – I think. Push comes to shove. Now, now, if it was two, if it was the right tackle has played his entire career at right tackle, then yeah, like I can understand trying to stick it through it and trying to develop him. But if it's like you said, he's played, you know, organized football for only two to three years at max. That's a big question mark. Jakai Moore is really talented. I mean, Jakai Moore was actually a four-star guard that we brought in, but now they've obviously moved him out to right tackle and think he might can get some time at it, but. Jehovah Gwynn, Sedarius Hutcherson, and Dylan Long. That's the only three that I got faith in on that offensive line. You got a you got a tackle that you've moved into center. And Eric Douglas. Yeah, think about that. It's crazy to think about. That's, like, a big, that's a big boy, though. That's a big center. That, he's a huge center. But it is crazy to think about though, like on offensive line. I mean, hell, every position in football, except for receivers, I feel like it's a little bit different. Just because you line up in a different spot of playing the same position. You're like, oh, there should be some translation, but like, I feel like defensive line, offensive line, just the simple transition from like, you know, left tackle to right tackle makes a huge difference on your assignments and technique. I agree. I agree. But, you, but, if you face, move, but if you went from like right guard to left guard, you I feel like as you get, that's I feel like well, the guard, the guards are somewhat interchangeable. Now, somebody that never played center to go into center, that's a huge difference. Huge yeah. difference. And now, like, you know, receivers, you know, like your outside guy versus slot guy, it changes a little bit. But you can make you can, it. You can do it, you, yeah. As a, as a receiver or an athlete who is a receiver, if I said, hey, you're the X guy, and then the next play, oh, you're the slot guy, you could make the translation on that play to yeah. do that. Maybe. Yeah. The route, the route, the, the biggest thing for the receiver change would be the route trees. There's a lot of different, a lot of different routes run by inside receivers than there are by. Outside oh, yeah, definitely. So, outside guys are going to be going a little more deeper, obviously. Yeah. Inside guys are going to be getting the inside territory coming across the middle, stuff like that. Yeah. But I, would, I would agree with Adam. I think the guard positions are very interchangeable. I mean, obviously, you're going to. You're not, you're not, you're not. Now, every once in a while, you have a swing player. You're going to, you're going to be pulling to the other side. But other than that, you're, well, you're staying right there beside the center and between the tackle. Yeah, realistically, yeah, your left, right, your left, going right, going can. You can almost, you know, move yeah. one guy to the other side if you needed to. Yeah. So, and Alex is not wrong. I mean, the tackle position, switching from left tackle, you face a lot more pass rushing defensive ends on the at being a left tackle than you do a right side tackle. And your right side tackle is typically more of a run blocker. You know, kind you got to be able to move and kind of either, you know, do a quick hit on the lineman and move down the field to a linebacker crashing in stuff like that. Defensively, I thought this was pretty much we kind of knew what, what we were going to get. Should be, yeah. yeah, I mean, we kind of knew what we were going to get. They talked about moving Brad Johnson from a buck to a strong side linebacker. I'm excited about that. I actually think we have a really, really good defense. 
Yurik is out permanently. Yeah, we did see that Jay Yurik. So Jay Yurik is having to have a shoulder surgery, and unfortunately, this will end his career. He's a Chelsea. He's still on the football team. He's actually going to be a grad assistant, and they're going to transition him into a coach's role, possibly. So. So he's not going to pursue the NFL. He's not going to pursue the NFL at all. Um, he's he's either going to stay on staff with South Carolina. He's actually going to grad school at South Carolina. So I think he'll be a grad assistant for quite a while. He wants to actually get more into what, like, Marcus Lattimore and Connor Strong are doing with player like the, the player development, yeah. mental health awareness, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that's going to be great for him. Insurance. No, that was the um, Perry Orth. Perry Orth. Yeah, it moved in yeah. yeah. So I do think that uh, I do think that he'll have Will Muschamp speaks very highly of, of his character and his charisma and his future, and I think he, I think they're right. I mean, hey, all I'm gonna say is there's a lot of coaches out there across all kinds of sports. They were not the best athlete when they played, mm-hmm. but they they were smart. They were mentally smart about the sport. So heck, maybe Eric coming out not going to the NFL, like you know he. He did his time. He was, you know, middle of the road, maybe sometimes above. Yeah. He could perform. He could perform. But maybe he's one of those guys when it comes to coaching that he's just going to excel. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be able to tell kids, like, you know, he's mentally smart about what you need to do, certain situations, and actually can break it down. Yeah, we'll get to the second bear in just a second. I was going to finish up. So I think the, I think the defense is kind of actually what we, we thought we were going to solve. Two senior defensive tackles, defensive end, Sam, Will. I mean, we are, I really like our secondary, especially where it's at with Horn, Kwamu, RJ Roderick, and, and Jamie Robson playing the two safeties. It's probably one of the better secondaries we've seen in like I, years it's, it's at Carolina. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's almost 2000. Was it 2010, 2011, somewhere right. around there when we had DJ Swearinger, Gilmore? Uh, oh yeah, it was like a no fly zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all it's almost there because, because after that you had what was it, Jamarcus King back there playing safety? Oh, no, that was like that was yeah, that was like 2013. We had Jamarcus. No, because yeah, it wasn't. No, 2012 was the final. Eric, that was my freshman year of college, and that was when we beat number six Georgia. No, we were yeah. number six and we beat number five Georgia yeah. at home. Yeah, so that was like the last great year of Carolina football, and it was 2013 was yeah. Dylan Thompson's year. 2014 to now has just been an absolute shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2015 was the Jamarcus team. But he was playing. Yeah, because I was back. I was back from the Navy and all that. And that's when my, I, we started going to student section. One corner. Okay. Either way. And he had that one game where he had three interceptions. And everybody was like, oh, he's going to be so great. Yeah. Every other game, he got burnt like toast. And that was an up, we upset Tennessee. He had the three interceptions. Everybody was like, oh. He's the future of our, you know, our DB core. And I was like, nope. I hope not. He was, and it was sad. It was very, very sad. But yeah. Oh yeah, he was. He was number one. But but, but it was the whole the think, whole core was shit. But I, yeah, I, I think we're starting to get back yeah. to seeing a, a Maquamu. Maybe not quite as the Gilmore level. Not yet. Because what is he a no. sophomore? No, he's a, he's, he's a junior. Both a him, junior? both him, and JC Horn are both true juniors. Now, right, so both either, eligible, and both, way, probably both will be gone after this year. If not, uh, I'd be surprised if they stayed behind. And but if you could get two senior leaders there, you could have a strong. Oh yeah, you could have a very good. And I, I do think uh, you could see McCormick. Hopefully, this year he's made some leaps and bounds and up up top as far as head game, as far as understanding the game. And making plays on balls, this, that, and the other, you know, and maybe he could be that 
what we once saw of like a Gilmore kind of locked down corner. Yeah. And that be our guy to, all right, no matter where that number one receiver goes, you're going with him. Yeah. Lock him up for the game. I, I'm, I'm excited, I'm excited I, for it. I actually think J.C. Horn is a better we, – we can have this argument at a later time, but I actually think that J.C. Horn is the better corner between the two. I think Israel gets a lot more hype because of his 6'4", 205 frame and, and what he's actually proven to be able to do. With uh, the bigger receivers. With bigger, yeah, with bigger receivers, which is something you don't see out of every corner. So a lot of NFL teams like that. Like that because you have the Mike Evans. You have the Julio Jones. Julio Jones. You have the bigger, more physical receivers. You know, the A.J. Browns, the D.K. Metcalfs. DeAndre Hopkins. The DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, D.K. Metcalfs like a god. Yeah, that's like – He's a he's a whole another level. When you think about Greek statues and they made about men, and you know it's exaggerated probably a little. He's the twenty. He is that. He came that cast the twentieth century uh, Hercules. Okay, just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah, so I don't think fat. he can even say the word fat. Like, there's no fat on his body. He doesn't even know what it, it is. It's just nine, it's it's almost unhealthy. It's like nine. Is it nine point one percent? That's not unhealthy. I think it's like once you get below like four, then doctors doctors are like, okay, you need to get some sort of fat on your body. But you're talking about nine percent body fat on somebody that's what like six six four six four Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a big frame to only have nine percent. Ladies, okay, so we may have talked about it. I'm sure we have. What do you think? University of South Carolina is going to do this year in football. We haven't yet. We haven't got as far as overall. No, I'm not. I'm not saying this episode. We've done it before. I think uh, like four or five weeks ago. But you know, as the season's got, you know, season is now days away. Yeah. Updated, updated predictions. Ten, ten games, ideally six and four. Um. What? Six and four would be a miracle. Uh. I. I mean. I hate to, I hate to say it I hate to say it but just looking at that depth chart I'm I'm very very concerned I will say I will say five and five I think we I okay think we God no I just I just came to the same conclusion as Chris did the, the way the way you made it sound you're like now nah, I'm going three and seven I said six and four I, I, I almost said four and six I almost said four and six I think I think, I, I think we can squeeze a fifth win out maybe. So, I, think, I think we can go out and make us a. You realize that Thanks, as of right now in the standings, five out of the ten are in the top ten teams yes. that we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna upset one of those. Yes. And not lose to a team that's outside the top ten. Carolina's never done that. <laughs> South Carolina's never done that. Yeah. Not lose, yeah. Not lose to a team that's in the top ten. Yeah, I agree with you. I was gonna say we. I mean, we beat Alabama, but then turn around and lost to Kentucky. So. That's what I'm saying. We've never had a season where we beat somebody in the top ten and then not lose to anyone below top ten. It's it's. We're gonna drop a game somewhere we shouldn't have. Like uh, now that I'm looking at and like actually like analyzing it, six wins is very optimistic. Very, I feel like very optimistic. Very optimistic. Five hundred on a good day. I so five and five. I think four hundred. No, not four hundred. Four and Six is where we're going to end up. I'm willing to bet that after this weekend, I can tell you how many games Carolina. If we go five and five, it'll be because we beat like number eight Auburn and then lost to Vanderbilt. No, I mean we'll we'll beat Vandy, we'll beat Kentucky, we'll beat Missouri. I think we'll beat Kentucky. 
will be well, – I think – I'm telling you right now, we can beat Tennessee. There's no question about it. We can beat Tennessee. What about Ole Miss? We can beat Ole Miss, and that will get us at 5-5. Five and five. But, I, you know, A&M is going to be a stretch. So, you, you, you think you think we're just – we're gonna yeah, we're gonna year. lose to all the top ten teams yeah. and win every game below that. I think we can do that. I think we do that. Ten, now, granted, Tennessee's Tennessee's one of the swing games. We can I, lose I Tennessee and beat a And Granted, though, that's a very good stat. If you actually analyze it at the end of the year, if no, those team if those teams finish in the top ten, losing to them can't hurt us. I feel I, what like I'm, what I'm thinking though is what you're saying, but we go and still like we beat Tennessee and we like still the A and M game or something. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Ooh. I mean. You you asking for a lot. What if we go to LSU and steal that game? We can. LSU's in a lot. LSU has not been practicing because of COVID. They lost a lot of that national championship. A lot doesn't even define how many talent, how much talent they lost. The only real star from that team last year that was coming back is now sitting out this year. I feel like six is very, like it's not out of the realm. Uh, no, no, like no, no. I'm saying like LSU being ranked number six preseason uh, is very generous. It is. It's just because they're the defending national champions. Okay. It's also because the rankings that you're looking at right now probably don't include the Big Ten teams that are now coming back. They probably have refreshed. Oh yeah, that true. Because there's a lot of SEC in the top ten. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's just it's it's a, it's such a brutal like it, we went from. Carolina's wow, we got, always had a brutal schedule. Like people don't want to acknowledge that, but South Carolina's always had. It's the worst look when it comes to schedule year in, year out. It's because we're in the SEC and then our one guaranteed every single year, not like non conference game, just happens to be Clemson. Yeah. And then the last six years, they've been. And then it's always like. Top four in the last six years. Yeah. Now, granted, like. <laughs> granted, like the. Um, the times that we play for the teams from the West, you know, it cycles out besides the, the protected rivalry of Missouri. Oh, yeah, so much fun. All so it'll, Alabama and LSU. That's what I'm saying. Like, every once in a while we'll get, yeah, oh, yeah, you got Ole Miss. But I swear to God, every time we catch Ole Miss, they're like at the peak of they've ever been yep. in the past six years. And it's like, just like there's football gods just like, yeah, we're just going to shit on Carolina every year. Just like. Was it down no, Car- that Arkansas was <laughs> Arkansas was the protected rivalry. Then we played them every year, and then when Missouri came in, we switched it from Arkansas to Missouri. Oh, yeah, no, it was A and M. You're thinking A and M. I say A and M. A and M is protected. Yeah, A and M is protected rivalry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So Missouri's in the East because you know they're that doesn't make any sense. somehow on the East yeah. Coast. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas. But yeah, we always even now. I feel like when it rotates out, like Arkansas is like, oh yeah, want to come up this year. And they actually are, and they have a decent season. Yeah. Ole Miss. Has they'll make season. it. They'll make it to a decent bowl game. And you're like, of course, of course you did. And then the next year they win like four games. Yeah. And it was the funniest. thing. It ever. never fails. Whatever team we catch from the West is just that's their year. It, <laughs> it, it just was, never fails. It was 2015. We played. We played. We had Mississippi State as the other West opponent. And they were they were actually literally number ranked number one at one point that season. Yeah, with Dak Prescott was on yes. that team. Yes. And I remember 2000, <laughs> 2010 or eleven, maybe nine. It was when Ole Miss was ranked number four, yeah. and we caught them that year. It was two thousand three, I think. It was. It was no, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't that far ago because I was living in Golden Pond. Because I went to that game with Jay. Two thousand six. Maybe. 2006. That was, like, that was the initial sandstorm. Hugh Freeze was there and all that. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, initial, it was the initial sandstorm. Yeah. It was the first Lou Holtz game. Or not Lou Holtz. Uh, it was the I think it was the Steve Spurrier. It was the second season of Steve Spurrier. But it's like, yeah, Old Miss has never done that shit before, ever. 
but the one year we cashed them on their, their yeah, <laughs> and we beat them. We cashed them at number four. It's like holy shit! Like and, and just can't catch a break. All right, so I went ahead and cracked the second beer. We're getting um, into it. Let's do it. Yeah, we're running up on the time. So, uh, Knee Deep Brewing Company does fine crafted ales. Knee Deep is from Auburn, California. Did not know there was an Auburn, California. Not gonna lie to you. And uh, this is the Luffin Loop Loopland. I'm not gonna say this. I'm gonna let Alex say it. But something river. I'm guessing it's an actual river in that area. We are looking at a Imperial IPA, 8% alcohol by volume, 98 IBUs for you, Alex. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about me right now. Yeah, this don't. Both of y'all are not going to give us a good score. Neither one of you is giving us a good score. Holy shit. Did the hops like just kick you in the intestine? Yeah. So all, <laughs> all of this going on, and I can see there's just a little hop down here in the water. You see the little hoppy guy? Yeah. See the little hoppy guy right there in the water in the corner? He's just, oh, that is a we got to get a picture of that. That's a very creepy looking, like hoppy, like it's a man made of hops. Just like I can't even describe it. He's like either waving at you or giving the death stare. That hits you. That hits you right in the in the taste buds. There, Chris. There's no way, dude. This is this is the beer that me and Alexa talk about because it's heavy on the hops and it's also eight percent. So it's like you drink a few of them and you go to stand up and leave the bar and you're like, oh, jeez, never mind. I'm. Oh, I need a glass I, of water. There's zero percent chance Adam gives this a five. Well, I, yeah, Adam's trying this before I am. I gotta be the last one because I'm very much the hot guy of the oh, of the crew. Oh, oh, oh man! So hey, I was thinking about you something. Think five or better? I don't think you, you don't give. Think I don't. I don't think you give this a five or better. Um. So I was thinking about this the other day. So we got our koozies in. If you haven't gotten your koozie yet, please contact your favorite beer bacon bros podcast member. We will get you your koozies. Um, depending on who you talk to, I know I'm selling most of mine. You've sold most, you sold a good chunk of yours already. Well, I don't I, know. No, out of, I now have 52. Well, yeah, but you also have part of Austin. Yeah. So, but yeah, out of the ones that I have 10, maybe I think already spoken sold. for. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But feel free to reach out yeah. to us. I've, I've, got, I've got a good bit left. I'm, I'm not really selling them. Um, it, it depends on who you are when you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we will we depends will on our talking sad. Yeah, depends on our it depends on our current relationship. <laughs> yeah, depends <laughs> on if I like you or not. <laughs> we uh we'll get something set up at the brewery on Hazelwood. We'll sell them there. But also, we did end up getting um four or five extra koozies by accident by the company, I guess. And what I thought about is it's going to be the three of us at Hazelwood. What we can do is we can give away like the three of those koozies, and what we can do is. In the crowd, we'll let the crowd pick like one. We'll, we'll designate one beer that's coming up, and they got to get as close as possible to the score that you give Adam on a specific beer. And whoever's the closest, we give a free koozie. I like, I like that. I like that. But though, I mean, so three koozies, three beers. We'll pick specific beers for each person, and you know, it'll be a little contest of them trying to win a free koozie. I like that. So, we can also do like a. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I was gonna say trivia, but they. We're not trivia guys. Yeah. Um, that, that, I'm not, I don't want to get too deep into episodes. And Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I, I looked it up, just did a little listen. You probably heard it on the mic. Maybe I picked it up. It's, it, I wanted to say it something similar, but it's Lupulin River. That's the Lupulin River. That's what Lupulin. That's what Lupulin. I was going to say. Lupulin. Um, you know my English. I, I wasn't even going to try it. Yeah, your brother's even worse. That is true. That is true. This is the. That didn't hit me as hard as I, the way you. 
I, Chris, let's see, now you've got me worried. Chris made it seem like the hops kicking the back of the throat, and now you're like, oh, it's not that bad. You're the one that doesn't like hops. I don't, it's not that I don't like them, but that doesn't hit me as strong as what Chris made it seem. Like, I thought I was going to This smells it. like Flintstone vitamins. I don't know, I didn't smell it. I love Flintstone vitamins, man. The gummies are the hard candy. Uh, like, no, the hard ones. The ones you don't want. Steve Olsen's doing great. Last I talked to him, he was at work about 6.30, 7.30 our time. 7.30 our time, 6.30 his time. Uh, I did talk to some of my family out there today. A lot of flooding going on. Doesn't sound like any of it is um, is on them, though. It sounds like they're they're all okay. But yeah, For, you, any, for any new listeners, Chris, I'm his brother, Austin, who lives in Houston. Houston, where they get hit by a tropical storm and there is some flooding going on. So, uh, But yeah, you might need to send him a boat. I mean, he'll take a boat if you send it to him. You won't get it back. No, I promise you that. So do you, I, you just took your sip. Do you think those hops? Oh, I like, took two sips. Does it hit you the way the face quiz described? For it to be 98 IBUs, it does not hit the way that I would think it would. That's what I'm saying. For 98, I, that's what I'm saying. It did not hit as hard as I thought it was going but to. But I'm going to say for this being 8% and me being an IPA fan. Is it good? Uh yeah, I'd be like four or five deep and not realize what I was doing, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. But I am gonna uh, Auburn, California. I know. Did you know there was an Auburn, California? No. But I, I mean, there's also like there's there's like a Lexington in like Texas. thirty-five different states. And but I am gonna break Chris's prediction here. It's I'm giving it like a five-five. Five-five. Okay. All right. Not again. Not my fault. But it wasn't far off, though. We, no, we, not, we've got not. you. We've got you pretty oh, much yeah. pegged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not my favorite. Not terrible. If you're an I, uh, if you're an IPA fan, decent. Yeah, decent beer. Pretty I think. Good. I think they're. I'm gonna take a couple more sips before I get my score. But from the first initial sips that I took, I was not wowed by the flavor of it. What's wrong? I'm just like tormented on the score I want to give this beer right now. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were like giving that face to me, and I'm like, well, I mean, no, sorry. I'm just, but I, it just it's is it really, it's actually a really good beer, in my opinion. It's like to me, though, I, I want a more crisp hop flavor to it. It, 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 I don't, I'm not gonna call it dirty hops, but it just, it did, it didn't, Here's, it didn't taste very crisp, clear hops to me. If you're gonna overpower me with hops in an IPA, I want, I want a cleaner hops. It's, to it. I feel like for. I'm curious to how it hit 98 on the IBU score for the for the bitterness of the hops and that hop flavor. I mean, it's got to be a specific amount of hops that they have to put into the brewing process, I guess. Yeah, but I think it also goes into like the flavor profile. But did you know this beer in 2017 won the Great American uh, Beer Festival? Nope. Silver up? medal, silver medal in 2017, <laughs> the GABF Great American Beer Festival. Nope. It is brewed with Mosaic and Simcoe hops and South American specialty malt. Looks like liquid gold and smells like bright tropical fruit pine forest. That's a, smells like Flintstone gummies. It does not smell like <laughs> a bright tropical <laughs> fruit pine forest. What was it? Oh, it smells like vi- like a vitamin, dude. Smell it. it smells like a it smells like a multivitamin. It does. Shit, smells it like a multi. Like those hard Flintstone candies. Oh my god. It smells like a multivitamin yeah. from like a like a, fru- a fruity flavored multivitamin. You're, you're, but you're one of day men's like hard vitamins. I'm gonna say that and also give this beer a solid eight eight. Wow! Oh, all right, yeah. a lot higher than I thought. <laughs> yeah, 
I would, yeah, I would get drunk off the spear a lot. <laughs> you can find, hey, listen, you can find it at Total Wine. So I'm going to give you guys a fair warning. The next, the next five beers that we have are all handpicked by Sydney from Total Wine, and she wanted to, us to start doing more of like a fall tropical flavor. So we got an Oktoberfest. We got a, we got multiple pumpkin beers upcoming. Um, we do have an IPA. But there is one random rainbow sherbet beer that we're going to get into. But man, um, we haven't had too much good luck with sherbet beers. I say, what is up with no. what is up with you and these all of a sudden like ice cream flavored no, beers that are coming through? I'm trying to keep us diverse. Oh yeah, there's some IPAs or some. Yeah, but there's other beers out there that don't use sherbet and milk. Yeah, you you've had you've had one you've had a milkshake IPA. We've had two milkshake. IPAs. The one with Garrett and the one before. So that's two. Yeah, those are the two that you have of the forty plus beers that we've done. You know, as long as it's not, as long as it's not that damn coconut sunscreen one. Oh my god, that's the worst beer I've ever put in my mouth. Holy crap! Um, you know what I do need to do though? I need to get us more diversified on our international beers because we've done two German beers, or we're not Oktoberfest beers, so a third German beer. So we need to get, I need to get us more diversified. On, I need to pull a Canadian beer out somewhere. And get us a. Uh, Get us a different international beer. Um, that are like a South American or like European or something like that. Yeah. When I say European, obviously I'm saying like, you know, Western European, not German. 6-1 for me on this. And I and I, I agree with Alex. I think it's, I mean, if you're if you're an IPA guy, I think it's right there with you. The, the 8% alcohol is good with it and the 98 IBUs. Like I said, I just, I wanted it to be a little more cleaner, a little more crisp, a little more easy easy going on the on the flavor but um but hey if you're an ipa guy and alex is an ipa guy he's giving you an 8.8 so you definitely might want to try it and that's the uh lupulin river from the knee deep brewing company out in auburn california but i will say though as this beer has gotten a little warmer you don't want this beer to get warmer no (laughs) past few sips have been a little weird not gonna say it's bad, but it's definitely not a beer you want to let it get hot. Yeah, one you want to kind of drink quick, even even for an IPA, kind of keep it quick. If they were to put that on tap to where it was like you know coming out like you know like in the 30s and 40 degree temperature, a little bit. Oh, different. but I mean, then again, we've also had this even if, with it sitting in a koozie. It's, no, it's over. No, over yeah, over. granted, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's it's our fault. For, it's got it's gotten warmer. I'm not saying it's like. It's That's still a, wasn't bad for you. Yeah, it's not, on the, it's not on the company's fault. It wasn't. It wasn't lukewarm backward either, though. I mean, it no, was not at all. It was. It was. It was above room temperature. It was colder than room temperature. But I can tell you, it's one of those where if it's an IPA that is coming at you like cold, that like the Quish. the glass, the glass is getting almost like a little frost to it. Boy, oh yeah, yeah it's gonna be much better. Uh, so we got breaking news. Y'all ready? The Atlanta Braves have officially won the NLEs for this year. Hell yeah! Woo, buddy! Hold on, I get, I'll get a little woo woo. You ready for it? Hold on. I thought you were doing that as the woo woo. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, NL, NL East, baby. So, we'll so we're no longer the, we were not the, we're the, we're gonna be the NL two though, correct? Uh, depends. Depends on who finishes with a better record. Okay. Yeah, currently, currently. As of yesterday, we were tied with, what, 31 and 22 or something like that? Yeah, somewhere around there. So, 
All depends on. You know what? I kind of like this season compared to 162 games. Just saying. I actually, I'm, we'll get in it. We'll get <laughs> I actually really I agree with you. I think when the CBA comes up, not next year, but the year after, they're going to shorten the season. They're going to shorten the season. I don't think there's ever. I, I think next year will be. The They've realized they can get it done. Games. Yeah, they can realize they can get it done in less than. Still be yeah. Yes, and you can you can definitely spike. Fans them. are still invested just as much. Hell, possibly more. Because yeah. they were just waiting for sports to be back. <laughs> yeah, true. true. But, yeah, so super exciting news. Well, obviously, we'll talk more about the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are seeing playoff baseball. It's all that matters. Yep, yep. All that matters about the Braves right now. about our chances, but. Hey, you heard what I said. That's for another episode. I said we're going to the NLCS. You could you could be right. You could be right. We're gonna make it. To, we're gonna make it to the CES, baby. We'll save that. We'll save that for another night. Yeah, we might get swept. <laughs> we're gonna make it. <laughs> oh man. So, um, well, hey, I feel good. I, we we have a we have a question that was posed to us at the wedding that is gonna be a longer topic. So we'll save that for the next episode. But there's there's a non non sports related, totally guy question. That was opposed to us at the wedding. Okay, um, we'll get and into the it. one we talked about. Yeah, the okay. one we were talking about on the walkover. So we'll totally get in that into another episode. Okay. Well, as always, I'm Alex. Adam's here. Always. Chris is here. Yep. Uh, we didn't hear from Austin tonight. He's got more important things to do. You know. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 weathering a hurricane. I mean, couldn't make time for us. Yeah, loser. Um, but anyways, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Being big and blues. Yeah. yeah Let us know. Five hundred followers on Instagram now. So share our Instagram page. Let your friends know. If you get your koozie, tag us on your photos or stories with the koozie. Put your number here and there. I think Steve's wanting to call in for the last the last little minute. Can you hear Steve? It was Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. You there? Hey. Steve, yeah, can you hear us? Turn TV down. Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, um, there it is. I hit the wrong button, that's all. <laughs> okay. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. Well, I'll hit you up on another one. I couldn't believe I got to listen to the whole thing. It's all good. There you go. Yep. All right, Steve, me, Steve us, what do you think of the koozies we've gotten in? You like them? I love them. I want a hat. <laughs> I want a hat. Got it. Hats are the next thing. And I'll pay for it. No worries. Okay. Have a good we'll night. Do what? We're, 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 uh, we're working on t-shirts now is the next thing, and then uh, we'll try no, to get no, the no, 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 hat. <laughs> I'm just picking. I'm just picking. <laughs> I, I, I'll get my own hat, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you all soon. I <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make that we'll happen. We'll make the hats Hats are going to happen. Shirts are going to happen. But yeah, like Chris was saying, put your favorite beer in the koozie. Tag, tag us in it. Beer, share it. Let people know what those. we let people know what we're about. Um, yeah, because I mean, hell, we've had friends talk about. We we had friends tell us that they've heard random people in Greenville talking about us. That's, that's what we want. Was it Greenwood? Greenwood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but we're we're excited about it, and uh, and we hope that you can make it October second, seven to nine, Friday night, Hazelwood in Lexington. In Lexington. Yeah, don't listen to me. I got confused on my weeks. I thought we were week. I thought we were a week all, away from that. It's all good. We'll, we'll get you. 
come out and see us. And uh, possibility of winning fleet fleet moach. Yeah, possibility of winning some koozies. Hey, I'll probably just give you a koozie if you show up. <laughs> I'll bite the bullet and just give you a free koozie. If I recognize your face and you show up, I'll just give you some free shit. Exactly. Okay. But, yeah, we'll take care of you, and um, hopefully you can make it out and join us. We'll do all the same thing. If you missed the Swamp Cabbage episode, it sounds like we're going to do the same thing. Early, a beginning interview with Matt, the head owner and brewer. Brewmaster? Yeah, head brewmaster and owner, and then uh, a sampling of is likely it, eight to ten beers. I think it's ten is what they have. I was about to right say, now. was it another eight beers, though? At least, at it's, least it's eight? At least eight. It's at least eight, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so, I'm looking forward to it. That's gonna be. I mean, hell, you get to listen to us ramble on, get to drink, <laughs> you get to drink good beer. I mean, night, that's what you. Yeah, what else? Tonight was some good weather too. I mean, yeah, it's fall weather now. Yeah, it's getting really good weather yeah. down here. Do they do music? Did you say? I'm not sure what they do. Because I know they have like an outdoor patio area. Yeah, so they do have a great outdoor patio area. We um. I just wasn't sure if they did like live music or anything. Their like venue is really good. Um, but if they, they don't do live music, I think the town of Lexington's got like that amphitheater right down the road well, that's got music going. Got but it is, it is. Well, it's also, it also, it is also COVID season. I forget about that. It's also, DOT probably working on that construction, so it's yeah. at least a year. Damn before. DOT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Well, we'll end on the note of the uh, joke towards Adam for working for DOT bastards. Thank you. <laughs> as always, we'll, we'll continue probably next week, but we'll see. Yeah. Later. Thank you for listening. And, and go game Yeah.